Gentlemen, this is Democracy Manifest. Excuse me, Mrs. Brinks? Yes, Lynette? Are you waiting to receive my limp podcast? God damn. That is the good taste of the V that was gifted to me by the gods. The nectar. The gods willed it. Yep. The gods willed. It's like, you know, the, uh, the picture of, what was it, Adam and God? And like, God sitting on this cloud, which is sort of like a brain, and it's just about to touch fingers. Oh, the creation of man. Yeah, think of that, but instead of like, Adam and God trying to touch fingers, it's just God handing down an energy drink. It's just, <laughs> just God handing you a V. Just God handing down a V energy drink, and a man is then blessed with the fruit of knowledge. Yeah, with all this payoffs that we do to V, it's, it's actually surprising they haven't gone ahead and sponsored us yet. I don't think they've even heard of us. I don't even know if they know we exist. We're pretty much teenage dirtbags to them. <clears throat> then maybe we should get our presence out there a lot more known, especially to the people we keep paying out with free advertisement. Yeah, well, I, it is free advertisement, but to whom? Other than, like, V's like, oh, yeah, people probably listen to this, and then... I hardly doubt anyone's listening to this has gone, oh, you know, that's a... I could go for V right now. V is a... I, I think V is an acquired taste, but it is a, it is a popular acquired taste mm. that people do not demand that it be in their mouth holes. It's more of like a, yeah, I drink it. Mm. it it's there, so you drink it sort of taste. Yeah. Oh. But the reason why I like V is because I hate the taste of Red Bull. Because no, you died. Well, it, it, no, it's not because I died. It's because of. It's like when you drink alcohol. When you drink too much of an alcohol, uh, you get like a very bad experience, and you just can't drink. Can't even smell the alcohol. Same with me, like scotch and whiskey. I could drink it normally. That was perfectly fine. I could drink it to excess, and then one night I just got so drunk on it that mm. bad shit happened. Not like bad shit. Like, fights were started. It's more of, like, things that shouldn't happen, happened. Okay. And I'll just, I'll just let your imagination go over that one. But things that shouldn't happen, happened. And then I woke up in vomit on my friend's floor after their mother told me, don't vomit on my floor. <laughs> and I'm a, I'm a nice person. I tried my hardest. I'm like, there's no way I'm going to vomit on that floor. But since alcohol was heavily involved, I had no say in what happened. Mm. Like so everything I, just I, sort of came crashing down around you? Like, I could sort of remember parts of that night. And it's at that point where, like, at one point, I bet you, like, in one of the blackout stages, I bet you I was like, I will do everything in my, you know, my utmost certainty not to vomit on this floor. Anything and then I your woke power. up and then I, I thought I had power over it. <laughs> and that turns out couldn't be any further from the truth. But I woke up and <laughs> it's like, you know, that feeling of when you fucked up and your body just sort of sinks and retreats into itself. That's how I felt when I woke up to vomit on the floor. Yeah. Because... Couldn't have been my friend. Nah, they were in their room sleeping. I was in the lounge room 
crashed out on the couch. I cannot blame this on anyone else but myself. It's not something you can just hide because there is a stench to it that just takes time to get away. Hmm. And it's just more of like, fuck. Oh, I'm going to clean this up. I'm going to do my best. This is like a extremely hungover Chris trying his best not to anger his friend's parent. And nah, they, they, they took it pretty well, but you know they weren't happy about it. Like, I'm not mad, I'm disappointed kind of aspect. Well, they no one's going to be happy when you tell someone, hey, don't puke on my floor, and then you puke on their floor. What do, what do they expect? We were kids. We shouldn't be drinking in the first place. And they're like, no, nah, I'm fine with it. What's the worst that can happen? Just as long as they don't vomit on my floor. And this was carpet. Oh. <laughs> that's why they didn't want me to vomit on their floor because it was carpet and since I was sleeping in the lounge room it's like you're probably going to want to vomit here's a bucket that bucket was a fucking cleaner than a whistle but the floor next to it gone I'm pretty sure it was going to take at least a couple of days just for the smell to get out because we drank like, me and my friend, we drank, like, I think it was like a litre of Jim Beam between each other when we were, like, quite young. Mm. That's the one thing I don't understand about drinking. It's like, don't drink till you're 18. That just makes younger kids want to drink more. Hmm. Oh, wow, we went off on a real tangent. Yeah. Anywho, <laughs> hello, world. Welcome to SV Cheats 1. My name is Chris, and with me today, I have the incredible, the, the, the non-vomiting on carpet floor, man himself motto oh fuck no we're not doing that it's alex this time shit it's i'm tired alex i'm tired why are you tired why have you tired you you've done what today i have done a lot of probably what i shouldn't have done because now i've just gone ahead and fucked an entire game for myself and i regret i don't regret it at all what do you mean? You don't what regret what? Okay, so you know how the amiibos work in Smash, yeah? I am very loose with the idea of amiibo. All I know is like amiibos just exist to get you extra stuff in a Nintendo game. Well, not in Smash. In Smash, the amiibos, as you fight them, you can teach them how to fight and they learn and they become better fighters. So okay. I've spent the entirety of today with my Lucina amiibo training it to be kind of like a monster and I, it's it's kind of turned out a bit like frankenstein like i have frankenstein this lucina amiibo to a point where both me and jordan struggle to beat it so wait what i have no idea what you're talking about what do you mean training this amiibo to be a monster and we can't beat it now? Okay, so the amiibo learns as you fight it. So Jordan okay. and I... So, I so the have... amiibo is an AI fighter in Smash Brothers, yes? Yes. All right. Yeah, so it's an AI fighter that's linked to the little plastic amiibo. Mm. And it, it's it, it only is able to play as Lucina. So what I have been doing all day is I have been training it to be a better fighter. And it actually got to a point where I straight up could not beat it anymore. This thing would just like, I make a mistake and it punishes me for like 130% damage. It's, is this a good thing? 
This is this thing straight up fucking destroys me. Yeah, I know, but is it good that this thing straight up destroys you? Yes, because right. now I'm learning from it. Oh, the uh, <laughs> apprentice has now become the master. Yeah, it's, we've this gone. Sounds, full... This sounds like twenty percent of Jackie Chan's movie library. Yeah, this is this is full on Skynet shit. So, to get help and actually try and beating it, I employed uh, Jordan for some assistance. And the two of us together in a 2v1 against it, mm. we, we struggle. We, re- like, we actually had to go full sweaty tryhard to actually knock this thing down. What and do even then, it just continued it? What, to learn. What do you do if you win knocking it down? It learns. Oh, It learns so it and it learned. comes back stronger. Is this, is this how the world's going to end? Not with a bang, but with an amiibo? Yeah. So, with I a, have with been... A Lucia amiibo? Yeah. Whatever the fuck it is. This Lucina amiibo has been pushing my shit in all day. Well, not all day. Like, for the better half of today. So, I've been... I've been trying to figure out ways to actually improve my own playstyle to beat it. Because I fuck up once, and that's it. I lose a stock. So that's... Can you use this AI-controlled Amigo against people online? Yes. I just called it an Amigo. Yes, you did. <laughs> yeah, no, fine. No, uh, fuck it. Amigos. Amigos. Yeah. Amigos. You can, they're, you your can friend, use they're your friend. Online. They're your Amiibo friend, yep. aka Amigos. Yeah, you can and use Amigos have, online. So can you get your Amigo to, find, to fight an Amigos? Yes. Yes! So that's it. I put so the next Smash Bros. night I have with uh, a couple of the other guys. I'm taking my Lucina amiibo and I'm gonna pit all of them against it. That's crazy. It's also I forgot to mention that uh, Jaden is still on assignment, so hopefully he'll be back. Yes, we uh, are. Sometime. We are missing him a little bit. We are missing him. We're missing him in his uh, luxurious body. Mm-hmm. Uh, all I can remember who's that fucking black muscly guy that everyone memes the shit out of. Oh shit! No, I know who you're talking about, but oh fuck, his it's name like is skipping me. Um, Think of that, but like a bigger crotch piece, and that's Jaden. Yep. So that's so you've basically been spending all day training your amigo while I've been like half conscious and working. Yeah, <laughs> that's that's my day. That's grand. But tell me about your week. I want to hear about this week of yours. All right. My week starts off with some more gotcha shit because I am getting ready for the Fate Grand Order uh, summer event that's coming up in which one of my waifus, the lovely Mordred, uh, ditches her daddy issues and dons a swimsuit and becomes a surfer girl. So I am totally fucking on board with that. Okay. This kind of sounds like my gotcha game. There's some characters in... uh final fantasy brave x fears which are just like swim they, they they're carrying fucking like surfboards and those umbrella things i was like what the fuck is this but they're like seven star bloody summons i'm like okay mm. i guess i'll just fucking level them up i'm sure of that but do yep. go on yep uh another gacha game i've hit up uh, that i've actually experienced a lot of luck in is epic seven with the release of a new character called lilibet and I have spent the last two events, because I wasn't really interested in the two characters that came out in those events, uh, I just missed the, the both of them completely. So yeah. I had plenty of, like, free uh, fucking free summons 
that I had saved up throughout the entirety of those events. And I just went fucking ham trying to get Lilibet. And I got her. So I was super stoked about that. That was this week as well. And now for some bad news. I've actually full-on quit one of my gacha games. Didn't you say you were giving up? Like, like focusing more on, like, Fate Grand Order and uh, another gacha game last week? Yeah, Fate Grand Order, Epic 7 are the two that I'm main, fo- that I'm hard focusing on. I had another three that I was, like, easing off a bit, which was um, Azure Lane and Girls Frontline. But then the, the fifth one... No, no, not the fifth one. The fifth one was Dragon Ball Heroes or fighters whatever the fuck it is it's the dragon ball gacha game that i was playing and yeah i've eased off those three but there's one that i'm straight up quitting and that's afk arena oh, okay yeah i hear about this because do explain the situation all right so i got into afk arena because the advertisements for it are everywhere and when i got into it i'm like all right so you can make a guild i'll go ahead and just make this guild unbeknownst to me if I, the guildmaster, do not log in every single day, or if I do, if I take three days break, 72 hours, if I miss a login for 72 hours, I lose my spot as the guildmaster, and it assigns it to whoever is appointed a guild deputy, but if there are no guild deputies, it just chucks it to a random individual, and that's See, what that's, happened. That is, I can understand that is a system in which they don't want everyone making these guilds and then just not like participating in any form of guild activities. So having an active member is something that they reward. But at the same time, 72 hours and you're kicked is a bit rough, if you ask me. Like 72 hours and then that's it. Someone else is the leader. That yeah. sounds like a shit way to run AFK guilds. Yeah, that is 100% total fucking bullshit. So there is a guild out there called Ozplays in AFK Arena. And if anyone does play AFK Arena, uh, I encourage you not to spend any money on it. because, And, you know, obviously, you know, chuck as much shit as you can until they change this fucking issue. Because it is an issue. It's not a feature. It's fucking retarded. Like, uh, that's, the, that's the one f- weird thing I can't grasp as, grasp as a concept for AFK Arena. Mm-hmm. AFK Arena is a gotcha game, but it requires you to... It's in the name of, like, away from keyboard. Like, why would I put money into something in which I've sort of been rewarded for not doing anything in? Well, it's it, it's based entirely off autoplay. So what it has is, like, at its main screen, yeah, no, but it like, has why your would entire I... team set up and it just throws enemies against that team and as that team keeps killing enemies which they're all guaranteed to kill in like one to two hits it earns you rewards passively yeah but like why would i put money into something which doesn't require me sort of being there the game is entirely subpar as well so i don't know why anyone would put money into it but it's gotcha. No, no like, one can like explain why. Final Fantasy and Fate Grand Order, like they have raids which are mm. really strong and which require like you know decent strength uh, summons. Yeah, like it within. So I know it requires you Order. to level up. Like you have mm. to. And Final Fantasy, I'm not sure too sure about uh, Fate Grand Order, but Final Fantasy has uh, enhanced quests which you can like you can get equipment for like. Uh, leveling up a character you can get uh do quests that focus on getting experience for characters and shit like that it, it actively 
gets you to be involved in these quests to level up your characters to the highest they can be and then uh, participate in these large raid quests. Mm. But then the one thing that I... The only thing I sort of have against that game is to... Like, obviously, there's a rarity system, 1 to 7 in Final Fantasy. You can get all your characters... Like, if you have a 7-star character, you can get them up to level 6, but the only way to upgrade them to level 7... Uh, is you have to have a double of that character and then you have to turn that character into a prism in which then you can use that prism to level up the character to level 7. So, for example, um, Aerith from Final Fantasy VII, she's a 7-star character, but I can only get her to level 6 because I need a double of Aerith to turn into a prism to get my level 6 Aerith to level 7. Yeah, that's where and it differentiates from Fate Grand Order. By, by the looks of things, there's no other way to level them up to level 7. Mm. That is the only way to level up to level 7. So I have so many, like, 7-star characters that are sitting on, you know, 6-stars because I haven't gotten a double of them. Like, yeah. it requires you to get a double of that character to eventually to level them up to level 7. Plus, it takes a fuck ton of gear. Yeah. So in Fate Grand Order... Uh, when you pull double of a character, like, so all characters have their ultimate attack, which is called their noble phantasm. And yeah. if you pull double of a character, you can there's a there's a, uh, a part in the upgrades menu where you can burn the second character into the first one to increase the power and the charge of their noble phantasm. Okay. So what so uh, what that'll do is like say take uh, Jean d'Arc for example, like her noble phantasm uh, implies invincibility. Uh, a defense buff, uh, HP recovery per turn, and debuff removal, all on the all on the same hit. The more you overcharge it, the more HP you heal per turn. Okay. Yes, and so that's how it works. So the and you unlock more overcharge levels the more Jean de Arcs you burn into Jean de Arcs Noble Phantasm. So that's that's sort of the that's the feature but these they do are, with, the, with the These doubles. are ways that the game gets you to actively participate in its system mm. for you to spend... Like, some people are like, all right, to avoid this, uh, I can just spend money. Yeah. And that's why I'm sort of, like, having a look at the system with Final Fantasy is there isn't, like, a way to spend money to get your characters level 7. You have to work for it. Mm. But when it comes to AFK Arena... The, the aim of the game is pretty much in the title, which is like, you don't do much. The game actively encourages you not to participate. Like, it's, yeah. it's weird, because a lot of gacha games have the autoplay feature. And that yeah, works... to like, auto-battle. Yeah, auto-battle, which works to varying degrees. Like, there is no auto-battle feature in Fake Grand Order. None whatsoever. Okay. You have to manually do everything. Which is actually pretty cool that they do it that way. And the game is generally is designed around, you know, a lot of high player interaction. Well, Final Fantasy has that auto battle feature, but it's not auto battle to the degree of which um, the AI will use your abilities. It's quite literally just, hey, look, your character is going to auto attack the enemy. For yeah. you to use their abilities and stuff, you actually have to do it yourself. Mm. And that, that I can understand, but like... When you get to, like, right now I'm going through the campaign mm. and I've got a lot of, like, high-end characters. So me manually having to do the, the battle stuff with, like, level three or, like, 
in the range like Final Fantasy has difficulty levels ranging from like zero to like the highest I've seen is 150. Mm. I think it's 150 or 110, one of the two. But like my characters can do like level 60 difficulty dungeons pretty easy. But mm. I'm getting through the campaign, which is like a difficulty of like five. So I just I just use the auto battle feature. Like my purely like major only characters are able to auto attack the enemies and kill them quicker than and more efficiently than me using magic so that's that's the kind of difficulty i'm dealing with so that's what i like about having an auto battle feature just to skip through battles yeah epic 7 has a similar auto battle feature where like because it's set up like a dungeon crawler you just hit auto battle and like your characters will move along the dungeon path and they'll just they'll chuck out all of their abilities their skills their whatever they don't give a shit they'll just fucking they'll hold they'll throw everything in the kitchen sink at them that's how that auto battle feature works another interesting auto battle feature is um in girls frontline where instead of auto battling you can set up a secondary team and assign them to just keep on repeatedly doing a mission over and over and over again for rewards and experience okay and that's how their auto battle feature works and a, a really funny one that i encountered with um azure lane is that you can set up the auto battle feature for azure lane and it's it gives you a warning telling you that um the AI can't judge uh dodging torpedoes very easily. So yeah. what it does is it tells you like, hey, be careful because your ships might get damaged if you um if you don't actually manually do this. And they illustrate that by having one of the ship girls chasing a butterfly as a torpedo is heading right towards her. So it's it's a little a little bit of comedy, a little bit of uh, encouragement, but yeah, yeah I, I see what you mean. Yeah, so AFK Arena is just th- all all of that. It's just an entirely zero interaction system that says if you don't log in every single day, or if you miss seventy two hours, you lose your guild. And at this point yeah. here, I'm just like, fuck it. Have or the you guild. lose you lose control of the guild yeah. to a degree. It's like I, you and lose that's... control of the guild. Like I was a pretty. I was a pretty good guild master because all I did was like I I opened up the raid as soon as it like fucking appeared. That that's what I did. I, I opened the raid as soon as it appeared. I opened the fucking you know I just did that shit. I was talking to people in the guild. I don't log in for seventy two hours because for twenty four of those hours TPG decided to make me its bottom bitch. So yeah, but you also got to remember these games are meant to be run on mobile. Yeah. Well, and you're using a PC. I'm using an emulator. Yeah. Because my mobile is a heap of shit. I just play... Oh, I play Final Fantasy on my mobile because, Mm. like... Yeah, I take that shit with me anyway, pretty much. So I can just do shit on the fly. I've got Mm. way too many handheld console stuff. But we'll get into that later. Yes. So other than these gacha games, how else has your week been? Uh, My week has been... My week has been B. uh, Actually being the bottom bitch for a different company other than TPG this this time. Mm. And that is... Are you familiar with a um anti-cheat system called easy anti-cheat uh it does sound familiar what games do they run on they run they run apex legends fortnite um battlefleet gothic armada 2 dragon ball fighters and naruto shinobi striker see and those, if those last logo. three sound really oh obscure, yes yes i've seen this before yes yeah if those last three sound really obscure that's because those three are the ones i'm having trouble with so 
Here's a little. Here's a little th- something I figured out. Easy mm-hmm. anti cheat doesn't like Windows 10 security and itself. 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 So this, uh, this is. They got some strong names behind them. They got Bandai Namco, Crytek, uh, Paradox Interactive. What else is like Frostkeep? Mm. Um, Odd though that they'd actually throw their weight behind a system that adamantly, like the developers of whom adamantly refuse to fix an update when issues to f- arise. To fix an update? Yes. What's going on here? Well. Here's a little special thing. So, uh, we're going to go back to the first time I had an issue with Easy Anti-Cheat, and that was with Naruto Shinobi Striker. As soon as I purchased Naruto Shinobi Striker, the first time I loaded up the game, everything was fine, hunky-dory, you know, Bob's your uncle, it was great. I close the game, I go to bed, I open the game again the next day. I played it for about seven hours straight, so I'm well past the refund limit. I open up the game again, I try to sign in, the game gets stuck in a loading loop. All it will do is it'll load up easy anti-cheat, close, and then load up easy anti-cheat again. So after about three hours of Googling what the fuck this was... Uh, I've got something real fucking funny to discuss once you've done this. Right, go on. Yeah, so after I was done looking around for three hours trying to figure out what the fuck was going on, I, I, I asked Steam for a refund, which they promptly said, no, go fuck yourself, we can't find anything wrong with the game. And I'm like, this game keeps crashing on launch. How, what am I supposed to do? I found out that I have to go into my computer services in the task manager, go down to cryptographic services, which is one of Windows 10's security systems, and disable it so that easy anti-cheat would successfully load itself. Okay, that sounds fucking tedious. It's tedious, it's fucking boring as shit, and I have not put a single hour into Shinobi Striker after that. Because fuck that for a joke. But, but Next knowing this, on. wait, knowing this, we're in Australia. Mm-hmm. Uh, Steam has a lot le- like laxer laws on refund policies because we're in Australia. Mm. So maybe maybe you want to keep pushing Steam about that. Like, hey, your shit ain't working. Give me my money back. Yeah. Because just because they said nah, fuck yourself, just be like, well, we have the A triple C. You delivered a. Tra- terrible fucking product that doesn't seem to work i want my money back yep i i probably might push them in the future if it continue if the issues continue but i know the issues will continue because after browsing some forums i found out that easy anti-cheat adamantly refuses to update its programs or it's it's anything really to sort of account for these errors and bugs that appear as soon as they, they just they literally set and forget they easy bake oven this shit and this can be seen in Dragon Ball Fighters, because if you play on the PC, there is a chance that Easy Anti Cheat will view your own PC as a bug and auto kick you out of the game, and then view itself as a security concern. And this one here is my personal favorite one. If you have two copies, two games that employ easy anti-cheat on your PC, easy anti-cheat will view the other easy anti-cheat as a cheat and deny you entry into the game. See, that's retarded. That is super, super retarded. I'm having that exact issue with Battlefleet Gothic Armada 2 
where because I have Fighter Z on my computer and Battlefleet Gothic Armada 2 on my computer, both of them, like, I'm not too sure about the Fighter Z one because I haven't touched that one in a while, but Battlefleet Gothic Armada 2, the, the anti-cheat attached to that views the anti-cheat attached to um, fighters, Dragon Ball fighters, as a sort of, I don't know if it's a bug or a glitch or a hack or whatever. It views it as something not safe. So what it'll do is it'll constantly load itself and then unload itself and then get stuck in an infinite loop of that. And then it'll say that System 32 is an error. Jesus. Like, what the fuck kind of shit are they running? I have no fucking idea. The only way to get into Battlefleet Gothic Armada 2 is to go to my Steam settings and verify the integrity of the game cache every time before I want to play the game. All right, well, here's here's a little bit of a fucking hilarity that I found on their end. Mm-hmm. So on uh, Easy Anti-Cheese website, they have a whole list of their partners, which I said range from Epic Games, Bandai Namco, Crytek, Paradox, etc., etc., and then underneath that, they have a whole list of games that their anti-cheat system is on. Mm-hmm. And in this list, I saw Infestation Survivor Stories, which used to be called The War Z on Steam and was one of the biggest scams to come out of Steam at the time. Because <laughs> all it was was a reskin of a game that I don't think they owned and, like... Oh, there were so many bugs in the game that it was unplayable for the first couple of months. But the store, however, was completely fine and working in in the forest. So, uh, Easy Anti-Cheat have Infestation Survivor Stories and Infestation World, which is a game I never fuck, haven't fucking heard of until now. And it seems to be in the same vein of Infestation Survivor Stories. I clicked on these and came up to a invalid URL on both games. <laughs> now, also an invalid URL is Naruto Tuparuto Shinobi Striker. <laughs> so they have these games that they say they are supporting, and yet when I look at them, they they aren't supporting it. Yeah. <laughs> Let's have a look at the culling. Even the culling. No, website expired. <laughs> Shit. Yep. So by the looks of it, they are backing a lot of failing projects. Not to... Like, they are backing some big ones, like fucking Minecraft... Uh, Minecraft. Um, Battle Royale. Fortnite's Battle Royale. Hunt uh, Showdown, which is a game that's coming out of Early Access very, very soon. And so, mm. so they're backing some big ones as well as they're backing some games that don't exist anymore because of how terrible they were. Yep. Not to mention games that do exist still, they just don't support now. So that's fucking fantastic to know that uh, Easy Anti-Cheat is just the creme of the creme of quality when it comes to games they are backing. Saving like all the games that I had to look at uh, either don't exist anymore or they don't support anymore. So yes, Easy Anti-Cheat sounds like a pile of shit. It is. It is a steaming, festering pile of shit. 
But that has been my week. Just amiibo training for today and quitting a gacha, prepping for my other gachas and dealing with the bullshit that is easy anti-cheat. So how's your past week been? So my past week has been, I would say, not a lot of games have been played, but a lot of gaming stuff has been happening. So it's recently been my birthday. Happy, mm, birthday, happy birthday to me. Thank you, thank you. Thank you very much. But um, I got some cash for my birthday and, I, and uh, just randomly on my phone when I was browsing Facebook, I saw an ad for someone selling a Wii U. Mm. And I'm like, I like, like, I would like to have a Wii U, not because of its library, it's because of what I can do with it. Because mm. once upon a time, I used to mod consoles and sell them. Now, Australia, we're in this little bit of like a, I would say a light gray area where it's not exactly black and white, but in Australia, we're kind of lax on the laws of modifications to consoles and shit like that. Just as long as we aren't selling like modded games to people. We can modify mm. the consoles and we can sell that. But even then, like you can pair games with the consoles. But if you're selling the game, a modified game exclusively, that's a big no-no. That's a slap on the wrist. They don't do that. But for some reason, like, it's very unclear as, hey, you can't sell pirated games, but you can sell those pirated games as long as they're bundled with a modified console. And I'm just like, okay. And I had people fucking come at me left, right, and center, say this, this, and this. And without even, like, adding anything to the conversation, a whole bunch of people come out and defend me, say, no, laws say this, this, and this. And I'm like, okay, cool. So I used to modify consoles a lot when I was like a couple years ago and I'd sell them and don't, don't do that. Especially in Australia, everyone thinks they're the next fucking bargain hunter. So I'll sell, I can modify a console for like a hundred bucks and like, I'll give you 20 today. I'm like, fucking fuck off. <laughs> I've even had people come to me. It's like selling a modified PS3 and came with a bunch of games, came with extra controls, selling for 130. And, uh, yeah, one guy is like, yeah, I'm interested in buying it. Where do you want to meet? Okay, go to here. Yep, cool, cool, cool. Meet up with him. And so I'm selling it for 130 and he comes with 50 bucks. It's like, how does 50 bucks sound? I went, sounds like you didn't come here to buy a PlayStation 3. And he's just like, oh, come on, man. You're not going to get much more for that. And it basically, this short shoot, I was like, dude, you're wasting my time. I'm out of here. That sort of shit. So don't, don't try and be an online like marketplace person unless you're ready ready to deal with some fucking stupid people but so i used to modify consoles and then basically i I just gave up modifying consoles for sale and started modifying for me Mm. so i've got like a modded ps3 modded vita uh modded 3ds um the one things i don't have is modded wii and a modded 360. I've got a Xbox console right behind me, actually, that I found on the side of the road, and it works. Like, everything works perfectly fine with it, so I'm going to modify that sometime in the future, but back onto the Wii U. The Wii U is not only the easiest console to mod, mm-hmm. but also the most tedious and frustrating console to deal with. So, modifying the console is as simple as put files on SD card, insert SD card, 
go to this website on the Wii U, done. Console is modded. But it runs on a system in which you need to uh, access the modification files every single time you turn on and off the console. So hmm. same thing with the PS Vita, past a certain firmware. Uh, once you boot up the Vita, it will act as a normal Vita that's not modded, so you have to activate the mod for you to play the modded stuff. Same thing with the Wii U. Have to go to this program and then done. Simple as that. That's not a worry. The issue is trying to get games fucking running on this thing. It is like fucking hair-pullingly unclear how this shit works because everyone else seems to have an idea of how things work. And when I put that into practice and it doesn't work, the help and support consists of if it doesn't work, can't help you. Like, okay. Like easy so, anti-cheat. Like easy anti-cheat. So I constantly kept running into problems as they happened. Like I would find a solution to a problem, which would lead to another problem, which I would have to go up and look and go into forums and browse forums. And like, so there wasn't a clear, concise guide as to, hey, do this. And if this happens, this is solution. I literally had to like scurry through online forums to find people's solutions. So eventually, so the first thing is uh, you need to install these games that you download onto a USB drive or a portable hard drive. Cool, that's understandable. Got a portable hard drive, one terabyte, and it came with a cable, just a regular cable. Turns out the Wii U cannot power a portable hard drive with one USB cable. You need a USB Y splitter cable for a portable hard drive in which, I shit you not, not a single place in all of Adelaide, out of all the tech companies in Adelaide, sell this Y splitter cable. I was on the phone for a good half a day calling up all these companies, even like fucking back road computer companies. There's like that specialized in selling cables. Like fuck off you do. You do not have my cable. And they didn't. That was the annoying part. So I had to order online. Uh, mm. Got that in and I thought, okay, I'll get a big SD card so I can install games to the SD card. Turns out, no, you could not do that at all. You can only install to the NAND, which is the onboard uh, hard drive, or a USB. So, fuck. Cannot install games to a SD card using the SD card. So, eventually, got the games, all that stuff, all the stuff running. Got some Wii U games. Found, like, a GameCube emulator so I can play Wii U games and emulator games. Turns out, you cannot play Wii games from the same hard drive. Because apparently, like, it is very unclear as to why this happened. But when the Wii U, or when the Wii transformed into the Wii U, most of the same stuff carried along, except the format of the hard drive. Mm. So you cannot put, you can put Wii games on the hard drive, but apparently the Wii U will not read them you need to either have like a fairly large USB stick with all your Wii U games on it. And I don't even know if that would work or you have to inject the Wii games into some form of Wii U installer to install the games onto the Wii U. It is a fuckery 
of just constant like tedious things you got to keep doing just to get the game like just to get the the system working as a modified console modding mm. the console like done in seconds putting games and making games run on a console took me half a week and that's the most like the, the thing that infuriated me the most was like i every single time i found something of how to do this and this and this i run into a problem in which it is not explained how to fix it so i had to go find a solution to that problem cool once i found a solution to that problem I'll go up and I'll find another problem to which the solution of that problem is not explained in the previous thing. Fuck. Go find a solution. And it's just steps like that. Yeah. So now that that's all done, like I, I did not have this much trouble trying to like modify a console since I was trying to modify a PS3 system with no CD drive. Mm. Like I had to use like, the this is this is a fat ps3 which has some weird shit going on with its usbs but that was the only thing about it once i got past that done easy fucking done but Mm. this the wii u is such a mega head fuck of just trying to get games run on it i just i was seriously thinking of just letting it go but now that it's successfully modified I now have access to the entirety of Nintendo's uh, catalog, except for, obviously, the Switch stuff. But fuck me, the Switches are so goddamn expensive. Oh, yeah, they are. Like, I would love a Switch, don't get me wrong, but I would not be able to afford a Switch, like, this probably this year. <laughs> All right. I don't, I, unless something happens, I do not have the disposable income to purchase a Switch plus its games probably this year for the rest of this year but i've but the wii u is now like my my second favorite handheld console i don't even know why it needs a hdmi cable because it from what i've seen i can play pretty much any one of my games through the handheld console parts of the wii u Mm. unfortunately like it's not as portable as my modded 3DS and modded Vita because obviously it has to still run through the Wii U's um, wireless stuff. But like last night I was playing uh, Breath of the Wild on my Wii U in bed while watching Stranger Things. And that was like really fucking like what they did with uh, Breath of the Wild for the Wii U, man. That shit's amazing. Like it is pretty much indistinguishable from the switch port like that's how good it is the only thing that i noticed in comparison videos is that draw distance is a little more fuzzier on the wii u and the switch has a lot more not a lot more but more vibrant colors they stand out they fucking pop like firecrackers but that's understandable because like the wii u screen isn't exactly the grandest of uh portable screens but hey i get to play my bayonetta too which is pretty fun get to play like all my the games that i like playing on the gamecube so like the original resident evil series this is that's where resident evil 4 was originally released Mm. 
So like the GameCube was originally this the original releases for Resident Evil One remake, Resident Evil Zero, and Resident Evil Four. To the point where fucking Jujutsu Kaisen is like, hey, if Resident Evil Four comes out on any other console other than the GameCube, I will fucking decapitate myself. He well. said that. Him, not me. He said that. I said that refer referring to what he said. I know. I know. But. Well, and he's like, I will fucking decapitate myself. If, oh my god, Dante, what are you doing? I will decapitate myself if this if this ever happened. Now, Resident Evil Four is the most ported game in the world, and the Everyone's, man is still breathing. Everyone is cracking jokes about oh, Skyrim's on everything. Skyrim's on like is on like seven different consoles. Resident Evil Four is on twelve different consoles, including the toaster oven. I, I probably like fuck like I'm not even kidding let's have a look at the Wikipedia for Resident Evil 4 because it is on 12 different consoles I mm. from what I last checked so Resident well Bethesda Evil. did launch that funny little um skip yeah, but, one of the years yeah. of E3s so it's like Skyrim now on Alexa yeah it's like oh it's now on Alexa I'm like that's fucking cute like Resident Evil 4 is running on a phone <laughs> So, where are the platforms? Yeah, but oh. at the same time, fucking Fortnite and PUBG ah. run on phones. So, there's that. So, The Elder Scrolls V Skyrim has been released mm. on Microsoft Windows, PlayStation 3, PlayStation 4, Xbox 360, Xbox One, and Nintendo Switch. Cool? Right. Yep. Resident Evil 4, released on the GameCube, PlayStation 2, Windows, Wii, iOS, Zebo, PlayStation 3, Xbox 360, the Android, PlayStation 4, Xbox One, and Nintendo Switch. Excuse me a second. What the fuck is a Zebo? We're about to find out. Zebo is... What the fuck is that? I swear to God. It's it. a 3G-enabled entertainment and education system from Zebo Incorporated. It enables users to play video games and also connect to the internet, communicate online, and run educational applications. Is it what from China? Uh, ooh, um, no, it's, uh, it was targeted at developing markets such as Brazil and Mexico. Okay, that's a new one. Um, I don't want to know, when did it come out? No, where, where was it made though? No, where was it targeted? Where was it made? Uh, Zebo Incorporated is an American consumer electronics company. So okay. it, it, so... So the lifespan is from 2009 to 2011. <laughs> but uh, Zebo, Net, and Claro 3G was released in Brazil and Tricel, Telcel in Mexico. So it's kind of weird. It's it's a by the looks of it, it's manufactured in America, but only for the markets in Brazil, and Mexico. But it's like an entertainment unit, but it's got Resident Evil Four on it. Like, I can see. Some games being translated to, what the fuck is that controller? <laughs> I want to link up this controller while we talk, but um, I can understand like what game, like it being educational, just like House of the Dead was turned into typing up type of the dead. Okay, yeah, but I don't, I don't see how that can relate to Resident Evil Four. Motherfucker, did you just post like a plastic boomerang? It is called the boomerang. Official boomerang controller. <laughs> you sure this wasn't so, yeah. marketed like Australians? Oh, this thing costs $205 US. Fuck off. 
That's probably why it failed. But yes, yeah, so uh, Resident Evil 4 was ported to that thing. That thing. That thing. That's a so, yeah. fucking boomerang with One, a D-pad two, three, on it. Four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. Yeah, 12 versus... One, two, three, four, five, six. 12 versus 6. Y'all motherfuckers making joke that they put Skyrim and everything? Nah, you ain't got shit you ain't, on Resident Evil 4. Your game hasn't been ported to shit unless it's on the Zemo boomerang. Exactly. Like, if you haven't been on the Zemo boomerang, you haven't been anywhere at all. Is it Zemo or Zebo? Zebo. Zebo. Or Zebo. Nah, it's Bo. It's Bo? Z-E-E-B-O. Zebo. Zebo. Like Gazebo. But yes, uh, so yeah, Shinji Mikami came out and said, fuck, kill me if this game comes out on anything else but the GameCube. And I kind of want to kill him now with the Zebo No, boomerang. don't kill him. I want him to fucking finish Tokyo Wire game, whatever that game is. That thing looks interesting. Oh, yeah, right. Yes, yes. Uh, that was one of the E3 with the yes. lady that must be protected. Yes, oh, the yes. lady that must be protected. But pretty much um, that has been what I've been focusing on for the past, uh, I'd say, half a week. Uh, I've been playing very little of the games that I bought on the Steam sale. So I got like a South Park Fractured Butthole and Stick of Truth. I got Shining Resonance Refrain. Mm-hmm. Looks pretty interesting. Kind of plays like a Tales of Games, but it's not bad. Uh, and I've been trying to get back into Hunt Showdown, which gets out of early access very soon. So it is a game that I, I as soon as I saw this game go on, like up for sale, uh, me and a mutual friend, Josh, we bought the game mm-hmm. for like, I think it was like $40. And it was so unplayable. Like, it wasn't even... Like, they called it early access. It didn't even feel like code was finished. That's how unplayable it was. So, instead of getting a refund, I forgot it existed. Mm -hmm. And uh, I'm glad I didn't get a refund because they have put so much work and polish into that game. And the fact that it's actually coming out of early access is as sad as it is for a gaming market it is commendable like the fact that a game is getting out of early access is something that's like good fucking like gold clap gold clap gold clap but the fact that 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 is a thing that we have to applaud something like that is fucking very telling of what the game industry like is like these days yeah so that's pretty much been my week hunt showdown um, not a lot I can say about that. It is pretty much just a hunter, like a PvPVE game. Mm. You fight. You basically have to go and uh, main aim of the game is you need to put a demon back in its place. But okay, you need to go around and find clues as to where this demon is first by finding like nests around, and then you have to once you find a certain amount of nests, it's like location is revealed but it gets revealed i think it gets revealed to everybody Mm. on the map so you are versing not only other players 
but the enemies around the map, which are like demons, which are like people covered in flies and pests, and there's this one enemy which I don't know how to deal with properly because I haven't spent too much time into it, but she pretty much throws like a swarm of wasps at you, and those wasps follow you till the day you die, like to the end of time. And I don't know how to deal with that just yet. I'm going to have to look into it if I want to keep playing more of it. And you need to send this demon back to hell and then escape the map. So even if you successfully find the demon, kill mm -hmm. the demon, because once mm -hmm. you kill the demon, you have to send it back to hell, which takes time. And remember, everyone else knows where you are now. And once you send the demon back, you need to escape the map. And then that's game. And right now they have like a solo play and a duo play and that's it. Okay. But the system that they have is uh, you can hire hunters. So there's two game modes. There's quick play, which means, hey, we just give you a random hunter. You can choose to have like either long range, short range, or like play a class pretty much. But you can't choose what you get. Or you can play the solo or duo mode which uh you have a certain amount of money which you get more money every single time you play the game like in-game stuff and you buy a hunter which like for, i've got like 10 grand on in my account because of like crytek like hey we know you bought the game on release and we know it was fucked up here's five grand for free and to buy a hunter is mm -hmm. like anywhere between 80 to 100 dollars oh 120 dollars mm. so they just gave you five grand for free and it's like, go nuts buy as many hunters as you want you can buy equipment as well like different weapons cost like 10 12 dollars and stuff so pretty much the currency is a major thing of the game it's how you play the game how you play style it depends on how much money you have but you get money every single time you play the game which is good it's very good mm. and uh that way you can choose what equipment you have when you go into it, what like healing stuff you have. I need to get like only like five friends on my Steam have it. One of them being our friend Josh, but mm. I, like, it, I, I recommend it, especially the fact that they put so much time and effort into it. They've been so understanding as well. Like people have been hanging mad shit on the game because of how broken it was. And Crytek are like, you know what? You're right. We're going to fix this, this, and this. Your opinion actually means something to us. So we're going to take your opinion on board and we're going to fix the shit that needs fixing. We're not going to, you know, make this a cash grab. We're not going to fucking throw, you know, loot shit in your face. We're going to focus on making this game good before anything else. And that is great. That's great to see. Because if they didn't fix the game, they would not have the sort of fan base they have right now. Now, I'm not too sure how committed the fan base is but all i know is there's a good fan base there that keeps playing it to the point where they're releasing new monsters and everything it's fucking great mm. but yeah that's been my week pretty much just modifying the wii u and trying to get that motherfucking working and then uh yeah playing some hunt showdown and getting back into that before it comes out for a full release soon Okay, I think I might get into it as well, if you're giving it such a glowing review. I might I might do some streaming of it in the relatively soon future. Mm. But, yeah, I'll, I kind of want uh, 
to get like to, it's obviously one of those things that's more fun with friends because yeah. the really cool aspect about that game is that you're fighting not only the environment but other players and yeah. crytek have put so many little niche thing not niche things little aspects into the game to which like if you run to a pack of crows the crows will start squawking and fly off alerting other players to where you are so like oh there's like some fucking crows running off over there that that sounds like a player because the environment enemies i don't think set that shit off plus like you have like environment enemies making loud noises when they find you so you really need it's really about how you navigate the world without alerting other people to your location as well as you want to try and get the jump on these players without mm. being notified so it's like a cat and mouse with an objective that needs to be done and especially when um you have like once you've killed the demon that location is known to every other remaining survivor on the map so people will be coming after you so you, can you like need to sit by and let other people do the work yeah you can sort of sit by and let other people do the work but i'm pretty sure you have to be the one to send the demon back so you can like if i was sending the demon back the location gets alerted to everyone and then everyone comes and tries to kill me so then they can banish the demon and get the rewards for it but they still need to escape i'm pretty mm. sure so yeah it's very it's definitely a interesting concept which i do like the sounds of and it is kind of fun to play well i say kind of fun to play now because it's only just me playing but it is still entertaining i do recommend it to others if they uh if they like that concept so yeah that is my week so yep. but if you want to see us play this stuff you want to see us play these kinds of games just head over to our youtube which is oz plays that is a u s space p l a y s exclamation point and you will find our youtube channel which we have a whole bunch of playthroughs going up sekiro uh shadows die twice that will be finishing up soon uh we also have bayonetta which is finishing up really soon and then after bayonetta we'll be having star wars the mm -hmm. force unleashed i believe it is yep the force unleashed yes force unleashed coming out now that's that's quite a quick game i would say so there'll there'll definitely be like it's definitely something for everyone out there because we got like resident evil 2 playthroughs we got like some playthroughs going through right now and we have a fair amount planned for the future but then also if you want to come check us out at our twitches you can find alex's twitcher at um that'll be monolith r double zero k at so monolith so it's like monolith rook and you can find me at my twitch at leviathan double zero one zero uh we play there every now and then uh i'm usually streaming doom like doom practice runs i haven't played doom this week at all so there's been no progress on my ultra nightmare run because i've been quite busy with everything else but that will be continuing very soon and probably be continuing on stream and you probably might even see me and Mono stream some Hunt Showdown on our on our Twitches in the near future. Have a little Hunt Showdown collab together. But if Gacha is what takes your interest, then I uh, I regularly stream my Fate Grand Order runs through my Gacha. 
I think I might start streaming some Epic Seven runs as well, just to sort of help me get through those. I, I stream Gacha, so it makes it a little less boring. So just come on, say hi. Always valued a little bit of extra, you know, chat makes it through there. On uh, Wednesdays, though, I do stream Warframe. So if you're interested in Warframe and you just want to maybe, you, you can even just join in if you want to play a couple of games. You're more than welcome to join in. You can join me on Warframe Wednesdays. Warframe Wednesdays. Rolls off the tongue well. Yep. But now I believe it's time to get into some news in which we do have some uh, interesting stories, mm-hmm. mind you. Uh, first off, starting with, I would say, the joke of the week. Oh, perfect. Do tell. So I am going to call this the joke of the week. If I could pull up my bulletin notes. So uh, Google Stadia has released uh, a, f- a bit of new information. Oh, boy. So first of all, they've come out saying, hey, look, so you can uh, join our subscription service. Oh, Dante, calm down. Join our subscription service. It's like $10 a month in which you get like options of streaming like 4K, etc., etc. There is a 1080p package, which they haven't announced any pricing about it yet, but it has been announced and they're just figuring out the works of that. But for games though, uh, they said um, you still have to pay full price for the game on top of their subscription service. Oh shit, what? Yes. So they come out and said, hey, um, yeah, why why would the games be cheaper? Why 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 do you think the games would be cheaper if you bought it on a subscription service? Which is like I can understand that everyone had this idea of them being a sort of Netflix game stream service. At the same time, they never came out with that information saying we are a Netflix subscription-based streaming service. They just said they're a streaming service. Yeah, but I they... feel the problem with uh, with those people is they didn't ask themselves the question beforehand. And the question beforehand should have been, how can they nickel and dime us for every cent that we're worth? Instead of sitting there and going, oh, this sounds pretty interesting. I wonder how they can be fair and equal about this. So no. there is there is two things that is hilarious with this. Like, it, it's the most out of touch I think they've been, like Google. But they've come out and said, hey, look, um, you will still be paying full price for these games, even though you don't technically own these games. There is nothing on your side that is your game you pay for the privilege to run this game on our service you don't actually buy the game you you also pay for the service yeah you have to pay for the service on top of that so you buy the privilege to play the game not exactly and then you can you can go on about saying like hey Hey. technically technically uh games that we buy digitally aren't ours it's like some sort of licensing thing but with services like Steam and shit like that, you are d- physically downloading that game. The files are on your computer. You have somewhat of a representation of the game you bought on your computer. Yeah, you're buying a product. You, 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 you yeah, buy, you're, you're actually buying you're something purchasing you can purchase. A product. Even though it's all digital, yeah. but 
the doesn't files matter. It's digital. Are there. It's still a product, and you paid for and purchased it, so that product is legally yours. Yeah, and there's a whole terms of shit, but like we'll hmm. get into that. It's more of like the files are there. So, for example, if Steam goes down, you can, to a degree, still play those games. Wait, hold on a fucking second here. Do you remember? Was it in our E3 podcast? I think it was in our E3 podcast where I said every game is going to go gotcha where you're going to have to pay a hundred dollars just to log into your game. You did. I did say that. This you is what Stadia is. Oh, Stadia is the gotcha. <laughs> you did call that. I fucking called it. Holy shit. You willed it and it happened. Now people have to... Well, at the same time, I don't see anyone going, this is going to be my go-to thing for games. Yeah, but if if they well, make you a single sale... You are going to sale, have to pay money to log into your game. Yes, holy shit, I no predicted it, that. No beat is a one-time fee to log in, but you don't actually have a physical copy. And knowing Google... And this will come into the second part of this article. Knowing Google, this shit is going to shut down so quickly. Like, oh, yeah. So the main aspect is, hey, so you're streaming games with quote unquote no lag, but mm-hmm. the infrastructure around the world is fucking terrible. So like, yeah. who is honestly going to make this their like way of gaming? Uh, when- if you do recall previously... In this very podcast, I said that TPG fucked me in the ass for 24 hours straight. Now, is yes. Google Scardia going to reimburse me those 24 fucking hours I didn't get because I'm paying for their goddamn yeah. service? So like, so, like, if you buy the game and they shut down the service, where, like, where is your money? Where's where, your yeah, game? Where's where, your, where money? your money go? Where'd your game go? Yeah. You've just fucking... And knowing Google, they shut down fucking so much. Like, I'm pretty sure there's a web a website showing how many things Google shut down. Um, Google So, yeah, you can, you can sit there and fucking say, oh, yes. well, throwing money at a gotcha is it's essentially the same thing. There's a fucking website based mm-hmm. on this. The website's called Killed by Google, the Google Graveyard. Yep. They have shut down 171 services. Yeah. That is fucking crazy. Yeah, you can make the same argument with the fucking gotcha that all you're doing is throwing money at a fucking thing or to get a PNG. But at the end of the day, that PNG is tied into your fucking account. And you can bet your bottom dollar that the gotchas that you're spending money on, that are big enough to spend money on, they're not fucking going anywhere. Fake yeah. Grand Order rakes in $3 billion a year. Fucking Delightworks is not shutting that shit down. Right? That's, they're literally printing money at this point. So, so Google has shut down so much shit. There's a website called Killed by Google, which shows you um, what they have shut down and it's time its duration or how long it was up but they've shut down a total of 171 services that's 14 no 14 applications 143 services and 14 hardwares and Mm. you think google is going to keep the stadia around you'd be fucking high if you think the stadia is going to out like last longer than two years i don't think this is going to even last a single year so that's my prediction this is also based on one of the most hilariously out of touch statements I've seen from a tech company. Mm-hmm. 
So here's a statement from uh, the Stadia Chief Phil Harrison. Wonderful. The ISPs have a strong history of staying ahead of the consumer trends. <laughs> ISP- <laughs> sure, do, 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 do. ISPs are smart and they understand that they're in the business of keeping customers happy and keeping customers with them for a long time. Uh, ISPs will take care of the customers as they always have. I'm sorry, what sort of fucking fever dream is he living in because I want some? They believe ISPs will upgrade their infrastructure because they will see the importance of online game streaming. No, they they will not. ISPs will upgrade. Like, they are making fucking mad bank with the monopoly they have and fucking Google thinks that like for example google thinks tpg will upgrade their shitty business for game streaming who without warning cuts off internet to my entire suburb for 24 hours for no reason so this is just like australian internet providers you've seen how bad american internet providers are so like Was it Comcast and shit Comcast, like that? Comcast, AT&T. We think, know about them and we ain't even in America. So you think Comcast and all that, those AT&Ts are going to upgrade their infrastructure to benefit online game streaming because you think that they, they know, they understand the business of keeping customers happy. I have not heard... Like someone go fucking Comcast or TPG have done this because that's what customers want. They have a fucking monopoly on internet providers, and they are making mad bank ripping off people. I and thought got to change. I thought this shit. was a fucking fever dream. I thought that I made this shit up in my mind. No, I didn't. It's actually true. NBN Co in Australia is proposing extra charges for people who stream videos such as Netflix. Yeah, like, and you want to put Scardia on this shit? Stadia. Stadia, Scardia, Scardia. shit Scardia, Scardia is, I think, good because uh, Scardia is close to scat, which is yeah. pretty much what the shit is. It's just scatia. That's what I'm calling it from now on. All right, you want to put scatia on this shit? No, fucking no. The NBN Co, which is the monopoly ISP for all of Australian internet, goes, oh, uh, we want to pose a tax. A, and it's calling it a Netflix tax for people who... For, for video streaming services. They've already put a tax on digital goods. Like, we didn't have a tax, like, once upon a time for digital goods. And then the government's like, you know what? Tax that shit. We can yeah. make money off that. Yeah. I mean, it but fucking yes, took them a yeah. while, but finally the government figured out how to tax sh- shit that doesn't exist. If Here's an example. Um... Companies like Netflix have refused to help pay for extra bandwidth had by their traffic routed through transit to make the single slower. Like, that's just from, like, Netflix. They refuse to pay to get extra bandwidth because it's going to cost them money. And even though the customers want extra bandwidth so the fucking the shows run smooth, nah, it's going to cost us money and you're paying fucking anyway. So why would we do that? So hmm. this fucking... the 
what is his name? Phil Harrison, the Stadia chief, is saying, hey, ISPs know what's good for them. They will see how important online game streaming is and they will upgrade their infrastructure because of such. Like, fuck right off. That I bet you someone from like Comcast or TPG or any of those fucking shitty-ass ISPs saw that and was just laughing their fucking asses off God, like, who the fuck do you think we are? Do you think we're in the in the business of of making customers happy? No, we're in the business of making money. And that's what that's what the business is. They want to make money. The least money they spend, the better. Mm. And for mm. something like Stadia, Scardia, mm. uh, which is gonna die in fucking one or two years. Why would they bother? Like, two years is shaping up to be a really generous fucking time. Like, the one thing I don't understand is... Like, I'm 90% sure it's going to be DOA. Yeah, like, oh, like, I can understand people going, yeah, I'll check this out. No one's going to stick with it. No one's going to stick with the Scardia and be like, you know what? This is actually kind of good. Like, if you're poor, like, oh, even if you're poor as fuck, like, you're not going to buy, like, buy the service and then buy the full price games from them. If you are able to buy these full price games from them, you probably have the ability to save money to buy an actual PC and like get it cheaper because they're selling it cheaper elsewhere. It just doesn't make sense. Like this is the most out of touch I've heard someone who's like, especially integrated into the the infrastructure and technology business. Mm-hmm. for them to go we're going to charge them full price for games on top of a subscription fee and we're going and ISPs are going to upgrade their service because they will see how important online game streaming is so they've come out and said we're not doing anything about the shitty infrastructure why would we that's an ISP thing and they will do it because they will see how good Stadia, Scadia is Scadia. but this piece of shit is just, just so, want to call it a piece of shit. Yeah, it's called a piece of shit. Piece of shit. So, I, I don't know anyone, like, right, right of mind that would go. This piece of shit is a good idea. Like everyone I know, in gaming, either has a console, mm-hmm. or a PC. PC, like even like my friends that have PCs that aren't fucking powerful. Yeah. But they would much rather a fucking PC that isn't powerful than a, than a service which is bound to fucking disappear and liquidate in like a couple of years' time, losing not only all the games that they bought, but all the money they've spent. Yeah. Because once this once this shit shuts down, and knowing Google, it's going to shut down, mm. they're going to have no games for it to show and empty pockets because of such. It's like, I predicted it. I predicted it back at E3. All your games are going to be gotcha now. $125 just to fucking log in. That's that's what it's shaping up to be. So I hope you're happy, fucking gamers. This is what you've earned. This is what you've done. This so is not to all mention, on you. Not to mention, like, we're not talking about data caps yet. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, we haven't even mentioned fucking data caps yet. So it's like, even if you're like fuck yeah, this is a good idea. I want to buy all my games strictly through this piece of shit and I've got an internet system that's going to run it. 
like you would chew through your fucking data so fast. You would chew through your data you, faster either, than a fat It's kid either at you're going to not be able to play your games because you do not have the data cap anymore, or it, your ISPs are going to charge you an arm and a fucking leg because you went over your data cap. Mm. So, I don't see this being good at all. As a knowing Google, they sh- they will shut this down. They'll shut this piece of shit down so quick because they I I don't think they're investing a lot of money into this. No. As much as much as they're trying to hard sell it, I don't think they haven't thought this through, let alone actually put that much money into it. I got the feeling they know it's going to either fuck up badly and they're going to cut their losses without spending too much money or they're going to just cut their losses in general and be like this was a mistake. So that is news from the piece of shit that is Scartia. But fuck me, man. That's just... Un-fucking-believable. So uh, second chunk of news mm. runs all the way back to Shenmue 3. So you remember me talking about Shenmue 3? Ah, uh, yes. I, re- the- I remember this. I saw this as well. This is the little bit of lip service that uh, Epic is giving out. So this is, this is a weird thing. Because, so I'll just go over the title of the article, is that Epic Games will pay for Shenmue 3's refunders for Kickstarter backers. So, the one thing that I'm just like, okay, this is a bit weird, is Epic is paying for the refunds, not the fucking, uh, the publisher or the developers behind it. Epic Mm. are going to pay for the refunds. And by the sounds of it, they're paying for the refunds on top of the money they're giving them so they're not taking the money out of what they're giving them it kind of sounds like that they're putting it on top so here's the uh statement that sweeney made on twitter why the fuck is twitter now like fucking grounds for making statements because it's it's the most brain dead and easiest way to make a fucking statement. You just write shit out. You hit post, you throw a couple of hashtags and anyone who gives a fuck sees it. And even the people who don't still see it. So this is what they've said. Epic is funding the cost of all Kickstarter refunds resulting from Shenmue freeze move to the Epic game store. So that refunds won't reduce wise net development funds. So by the sounds of it, they are paying for the refunds on top of the money that they're giving them for Shenmue Free. Now, the, as I said, like, I don't know... I, I, I might be out of touch on this one, but I do not see Shenmue Free selling as big as Epic is now making it sound. Like, with all the Kickstarter backers and all the publishers' money, like, they're spending a fuck ton of money into this game like publishers, developers, and Epic Store putting a lot of money into this game and I'm just not seeing it. I'm just not seeing where the money is. So... The money's nowhere. Yeah, but like, so much money has gone into this game and I haven't... Like, there's almost... I feel like there's almost no difference between their kickstarter video and the video they released at the pc gamer um e3 conference like fidelity wise Mm. so yeah epic 
are banking on Shenmue 3 being such a big success and that confident about it being such a big success that they're paying for the refunds on top of the money that they're giving them. And well, that's what it makes, that's what this Twitter statement, quote unquote statement, makes it sound out to be. So I, I don't see this game selling so great, especially now it's on the, like on the Epic store. I don't see it selling even, I think it's going to sell even worse now that Epic game is on the Epic store because Hmm. like companies have come out and said, yeah, we've made this game Epic exclusive, but, uh, you know, we've made the money back and like, cool. But the way that I see it, there is no comparison. You can't compare, hey, look, this is how much Shenmue 3 would have made on Steam compared to what it made on Epic because obviously the the time exclusive. Is, is Shenmue 3 even a time exclusive? Yeah, it is. Yes, yeah. yeah, it is. It's confirmed that Shenmue 3 PC release would be a temporary Epic exclusive uh, and it's set to come to Steam, quote-unquote, in the future. <laughs> so take that what you will but uh epic has basically gone fuck the last thing we need is more negative press towards shemu free because they when they came out and said hey fucking no refunds i'm pretty sure epic and their publisher was like dude don't do this you are bringing such a negative light to the game that it's going to sort of ruin the image as a whole. Don't do this. We'll even fucking cover it for you. Don't go out and say, hey, look, Shemu free, no refunds, no backsies. Fucking hell. So that's that fucking bundle of fun that's going on. Yeah, but that wouldn't have happened if Epic didn't snatch up the deal. It It's so... It's... It, Epic snatched up the deal and... But the fact that Shenmue was so adamant to release it on Steam before... um, Dante, what are you doing? My cat's still in my room. Um, They were so adamant of snatching up this deal that... Fuck, I lost my chain of thought now. What was I saying? (laughs) Fuck. Damn you, Dante. Epic Epic was so adamant to snatch up this fucking deal. Yeah, but what was I saying before that? I... Hmm. I think... Oh, it would have happened. Yeah. No, it wouldn't happen because... um, Epic snatched up the deal and Shenmue came out and said, we re- we're going to release it on Steam and GOG and shit like that. Mm-hmm. And just without any transparency, came out and said, by the way, Steam exclu- uh, Epic exclusive. No transparency. It just happened. And especially with the negative light that's been paid around the Epic store because of their exclusivity snatching situation... Uh, everyone's like, fuck this. I wanted a Steam key. Give me my Steam key. And they're like, well, no refunds. And I'm pretty sure Epic just assumed that they would give refunds back. Oh my God, what the fuck is... All right. Dante! Dante is at my feet, adamantly attacking a pizza box. Dante's my cat, by the way. Yeah. So um, obviously Dante will be our third member for this podcast. As he fucking rustles through my pizza box that I had for dinner. And, uh, yes, the fact that they were so adamant making it for Steam and now the Epic exclusive just came out of nowhere. It literally came out of nowhere. There was no information saying, hey, look, 
uh, we're exploring the possibilities of an Epic exclusive. They just came out and said, basically walked out on stage at the uh, PC Gamer conference and just went, fuck you! Fuck you! We got money, bitches! And that's how it went. And that's how that people was, took yeah, it. That was it. Man, so, it was almost like I was fucking there. As I, I know, right? But it was literally the developer's fault on this one, just going, like, with the lack of transparency, with the lack of any, um, what can I put, like, any for of giving out refunds for those who, like, they did not think about their customers. No. At all. Never. And... Why would they? They already have your money. Yeah, but like they have everyone's money. They've mm. got everyone's money. So many people are throwing money at this game. And yet I still feel that this game is not going to be like a fantastic game. Might be a good game. Uh, but it's not going to be, as uh, Todd Coward would say, a high Metacritic game. Nor do I think it is the gangbusters sale that Epic believe it will be. Like, Epic, as I said, Epic have such big faith in this game that they've gone, we're paying for the development on top of the refunds. So they've put a lot of money into this. And I hmm. don't think they're going to get... I, I don't even think they're going to get half of it back. But I could be incredibly wrong in this situation. It would be interesting to see how it goes. I don't think they're going to get any of it back. Because, you know, like we said about Shinmue beforehand, it's... It's not a game that people want. It's super fucking niche. Mm. And it's, well, it's, like, it's, it's no it's one really niche. cares about it. It's kind of like a life simulator game. Like, because yeah, there's plenty of those. Like there is there is parts in that game where you're like, hey, I need to go to work and I need to move crates on this forklift for work. And you have to sit there for a while moving boxes with a forklift. And that is part of quote unquote gameplay. Quote yeah. unquote gameplay quote-unquote fucking gameplay so that's the Shenmue kerfuffle when does it say to be released like I don't know when it's planning on being released they I 2002 uh November 19th so it's gonna be released on November 19th and we will see then how well it does mm. and our final story of the night Red Dead Redemption 2 on PC is mentioned in Social Club source code. So everyone, like all my PC buddy, PC buddies are like, hey, Red Dead Redemption 2 is coming to PC. Like that's just, that's just fact. Mm. And as much as I remain skeptical about the situation, I can definitely see it happening. At the same time, I wouldn't be surprised if it didn't. Because... Red Dead Redemption 2 is like an amazingly popular game. I haven't played it because I just haven't bothered playing it. Mm -hmm. uh, and every, everyone fucking raves and review, uh, rave reviews about it. And so it would seem like a no-brainer to bring it on PC. Same thing happened with Grand Theft Auto 5. Oh, more hiccup. Uh, happened with Grand Theft Auto... Oh my god, Dante. <laughs> Are you fucking kidding me, Dante? <laughs> Dante, oi! Dante brought a mouse into my room. Is alive it dead mouse. or alive? Oh, it's alive. alive. Yeah. All right. Thank, thank you, Dante. 
Um, I guess I'll fucking say hi. How's it going, buddy? Oh, you look scared. And, um, see, so yeah, we're going to have a mouse for the fucking rest of the podcast. Um, brilliant. And yeah, so I can understand it coming to PC. Same thing happened with Grand Theft Auto Five when they said it's not coming out on PC. People saying, like, I don't know, the console people saying it's not going to come out on PC. Why would they? And it became, like, one of the biggest, highest uh, selling games around. And mm-hmm. they released it on PC with even more fucking... Like, it's more money. That's that's 100% what it is. It's more money. So the it, it seems like a no-brainer to release on PC, but there's been zero information about that ever happening. There's been zero information about PC other than people's speculation. But hmm. now here's a little... Like, we've got a little tidbit into... Um, just like a, something came up in the social club source code and all it said was rdr2 underscore pc underscore accomplishments so that is pretty much all the information we have on the source code but peace at same time pc could be fucking anything we play a character could be yeah. fucking it could be anything but at the same time we 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 don't know. We won't know until it actually happens, and that's the weirdest part about it. Like, like Rockstar can revive the hype for this game just by saying, "Hey, we do consider putting this out on PC," and then people will fucking get like straight up frothing at the mouth like a mutt dog about the whole situation, and get people playing the game again. Even like. I would I would understand if people if Rockstar came out saying, "Hey, we're going to release Red Dead Redemption 2 on PC." And that would go to all the people who have it on console and PCs be like, "Fuck yeah. Like I'm going to go play some Red Dead Redemption 2 right now because I remember how good that game was." So I hmm. got the feeling if they wanted to, they could boost their console economy by just announcing it for PC just as a result. Come on, Mousy. Calm down. I have the mouse in my hand. Oh, aren't you nice? Well, Dante is furiously looking for it. I wonder if I put it in my pocket. You're going to have a pet mouse now that your cat brought you. He brought me. He didn't bring me a dead one. <laughs> I mean, he's done that many times before. And I'm an animal lover. I love all animals. Rodents mm. and all. Unless they, like, fucking destroy something of mine. That's probably what Dante was furiously going through my fucking pizza box about. Even though it wasn't there, because I fucking moved the pizza box out of the way, I'm guessing he was looking to it. And then he just brought it back. So, interesting enough. So, that is that is what I believe is the news for today. Is uh, very... Is that just... Is that it for the news? Well, I didn't really see anything else worth talking about yeah well and slow uh, news a, week. a state uh, yeah it is quite a slow news week oh no yeah. wait hang on there's one more that we that uh we stumbled across today and i'll see if i can actually find the quote because it's a fucking hilarious quote okay uh it was by ea um oh what oh i remember this i completely forgot about this and i'm yeah. hoping and i'm i'm guessing that's what they were hoping we all do yeah they, they were hoping we forgot about it i can't find the quote so i'm gonna try my best to add, uh fucking ad lib it as best i can uh ea we can't understand why everyone sees us as the bad guys 
So I remember seeing a couple of videos based upon this and it's, I can't like, so EA in its entirety has a bad guy image. Mm. Does not mean all the bad, all the people at EA bad. Like I'm, I'm pretty sure developers like work fucking hard on their games, but it's the, it's definitely like higher ups, like lead project leads and fucking CEOs and shit like that, that are just fucking it up for everyone at that company. Like that's how Anthem got fucked. That's how Mass Effect Andromeda got fucked. That's how there's this whole shitty situation with the loot boxes. Like it's just them pushing that envelope as much as they can, not for the greater good of players, but for greed. Oh, holistically, entirely. They no want argument. money. They want money. And mm. they don't care what they have to exploit to get it. And for someone to go, hey, like, let's try and find uh, EA, we are not bad guys. So let's try and find out who actually said this quote. Because it was one of the higher ups at EA. So I've got two articles here, one from IAGN and Screen Rant. Uh, EA's Matt Bilby. Uh, and what he does is Matt the, Bilby do? He is the EA Vice President of Strategic Growth. So okay. <laughs> that can that could be that can be taken two ways. Strategic growth of player base or strategic growth of income. <laughs> oh, easily income. EA doesn't uh, care for the players. But he revealed how he still struggles with the public perception of EA as just a bunch of bad guys and how he hopes that EA Originals, the publisher's labor for smaller indie games, will help the company reconnect new talent. So it's like, it's got nothing to do with the fact that Fuck laid off, off. E- laid off a bunch of people, etc., etc. It's got nothing to do that they, you know, creating... They created and basically bastardized the entire predatory practice... I want to say bastardized. No, it's more of like a they 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 created, exploited, weaponized, and abused the predatory practice of codependent gambling on people with addictive personalities and behaviors for solely their own profit, caring not for the damage they were doing. So yeah, like as I said, like. I can imagine people on, on like the lower parts of that company, people who are actually working on projects and doing shit like that. I can imagine those people aren't bad people. They are trying to make a good game. But mm. the rest of the like higher ups and the leads and shit like that, they do not make it a fucking pretty picture for the entire company. Like especially like it's like the saying, like you're as fast as your slowest member. So yep. like you're only as good as your worst member. So if fucking EA's up there firing people and then, like sending people over to UK committees to say oh they're surprise mechanics we they're don't use the term boxes. We, we don't use the term loot boxes and despite every- the fact that a tweet came out like 20 minutes earlier about them saying uh, check out these no, loot boxes yeah. well it's not it's just like hey no loot boxes in this game no loot boxes in that game but we don't call them loot boxes and that's probably the fucking boxes. spin they're doing is I, 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 I feel very confident that in the next game that is going to have massive amounts of loot boxes, it's not going to be called loot boxes. It's going to be called surprise something. It's it's going to be something to avoid the term loot boxes. Like 
they created the term loot boxes and now they've made the term so toxic they immediately want to distance themselves from it they don't want anything to do with loot boxes anymore and you know what that's fine we'll call we'll start calling them fifa card packs because we'll see how well that flies when we start getting one of your big corporation backers and start throwing mud at them we'll see how quickly fifa makes you change your tune when we start bunnying their game their name up you fucking shit kickers it's it's really fucking stupid but yeah they, they keep coming out fucking swinging with the most stupidest shit that i feel is only digging a deeper hole for them like as i said they come out at e3 saying no loot boxes and this no loot boxes and that it's like okay cool the fucking predatory practice that you guys pretty much invented oh I, I i don't think they invented it but they pretty much made it so like disgusting so predatory mm. and then like oh, okay you should be thanking us that we're not fucking preying on your children we're not doing this shit and I'm like, okay fuck you and then they come out with a fucking the video from the uk committee going we don't call them loot boxes we call them surprise mechanics and everyone fucking worth their salt it's like, are you fucking serious? When have you ever called them surprise mechanics? You keep calling them loot boxes. You popularized the FIFA card packs. You popularized the term loot boxes. I'm pretty sure they invented the term loot boxes. Yeah, but and now they come out loot. saying everyone's calling us the bad guys. We're not bad guys, and it's like, dude, you Man, can see why people are calling you the bad guys. The and, and that has to be, like, demoralizing for the people who are actually trying their hardest, trying mm. their hardest to make a good game. I was like, yes, they're probably not the bad guys, but it's the higher-ups and everyone just ruining it for everybody. Yeah. No, man, I'd be so fucking, like, sweating bullets if I was Loot Crate right now because they're just, like, one fucking um, synonym of, uh, of being Loot Box. Yeah. Yeah, they'd, they'd be sweating bullets right now with the amount of negative shit that's being thrown around. But uh, so yeah, it's it's a fucking. I feel it's a travesty towards the lower up, like the lower ups, the fucking lower people. But yeah. hey, I I guess this is a fucking business trying to play the victim when you've been victimizing everyone else. Oh yeah, no. I hope EA goes under. It would actually be one of the best things for the games industry if EA went under. Yeah, but EA is a company too big to fail, and that's what the fucking problem is. Like, if EA were to fail, people would bail them out every time. Because people are fucking stupid. No, but like I said, they're a company too big to fail. Yeah. If they dropped and shit, it would have affect the ecosystem of gaming too great to sort of just pass by. Like, if they were to drop... if Let's say the fucking EA stocks dropped to zero dollars. There'll be so many more unemployed people. There'll be so many more, like, companies going under. It would just be, a, like, a domino effect of shit just going bad. Yeah. Without but a doubt. Like, the, they want, but once the shitstorm passes, we'll all be better for it. Yeah, like... You just need to endure the shitstorm. We can't... Like, it, as I say, it's, it's almost impossible for them to completely eradicate what they are. It, the only thing you can sort of hope for is that they change, which fucking yeah, the, they are spots. pleasing investors who expect infinite growth, infinite, infinite growth. growth. They want more money year in year out. 
infinite growth is unsustainable. Like, I'm some fucking dumbass that did a goddamn games degree. Like, I'm not, I'm not no fucking ec- economist, some shit. And even I know infinite growth is unsustainable. It's no matter how minute. Because nothing is infinite. Except for EA's greed and human stupidity. And they go hand in hand. But yeah. growth is definitely not infinite. So that's just EA in a nutshell, I would say. Yep. So, so that's that's the week in news. That EA is the week talked in news. mad shit. Hey, you're a little active, aren't you, little buddy? I still got the mouse, mouse in my again. hand. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So fucking recap the news. EA talked mad shit. Uh, Scardia says, hang on, we're nickel and diming you for all that you're worth. What What else was there? Uh, uh, yeah. Epic Games says they'll refund your Shenmue. And that's it. That's fucking all the news for this week. So I'm waiting for fucking tomorrow. Like as soon as as soon as we're done recording this tomorrow, all the new shit hits. So we're gonna have to cover that in next week's podcast. Yeah. Well, that's just how it is. That is how we do the things. Yep. But now we move on to our topic of the night. Ooh. Now if I could fucking keep putting my uh, thing away. But yes, our topic of tonight is the most hyped game that never released what is the game you've been so excited for that has been cancelled before your very eyes well back in the days of younger alex i was a massive blizzard fan i played the living shit out of starcraft and starcraft brood war the living shit out of it I was a fucking fan. I was frothing at the bit like a mutt dog every time I would come home from school so I could play nothing but fucking StarCraft. Mm-hmm. And then I got my Xbox at around, I think it was like grade three or grade four. I got my Xbox. And I heard through the grapevine, through those lovely people at EB Games, mm. that uh, there was going to be a StarCraft first-person shooter called StarCraft Ghosts coming out on the original Xbox. And I was fucking hype. A few years later, I completely forget about it until I think it was about the time I was in high school, I found out the game was cancelled and it's never coming out. Ouch. And then recently, uh, word was dripping through again down the uh, down the leaky grapevine yeah. that uh, Blizzard was investing into another single-player first-person shooter. And everyone's like, is this the revival of StarCraft Ghosts? Some people said, yes, it is. I was getting hype. And then Blizzard canned it. Again. Okay. Yeah, I heard about that. They canned it for... Was it Overwatch 2? Yeah, or Overwatch 2. Overwatch and Diablo. Yeah. Diablo Immortal and Overwatch 2. So Fuck as it. you can probably guess right now, I am no longer a fan of Blizzard. Because Blizzard Activision fucking... can suck my fucking dick. The only reason i can understand overwatch 2 existing is because hey we fucked up overwatch 1 beyond repair let's start fresh oh it's overwatch 1 is fucked up so fucked up beyond repair like we can make an entire series about analyzing every minute part of overwatch and how immensely it fucks up not from a gameplay not only from a gameplay standpoint but from a design standpoint from a character standpoint from a writing standpoint from a continuity standpoint like overwatch is so fucking terrible that people who play the game i remember i think it was around season two or season three that people who were playing the game decided to say fuck it 
we're going to intentionally tank our mm. ranking just so we have someone to play with. Yeah, that is fucking... That's like, how fucking bad it was. Still is. It still is, actually. Because casual queue takes your ranking from ranked queue and matches you accordingly. Yeah, is it like... The only thing I can see... The only reason I can see Overwatch 2's existence either ever happening is because Blizzard have just admitted Overwatch 1 is fucked. Oh, yeah. Overwatch 1 is fucked and they need an out. And their out is Overwatch 2. What's what's in store for Overwatch 2? I don't know, but it's probably fucking more loot box shit. I got the feeling not a lot is going to change, but it's their way of starting fresh with what they have and trying not to do the same mistakes they did with Overwatch 1. Because yeah. Overwatch 1, when it first came out, was fine. I enjoyed it. Like, But when I played it like recently, it's become just... It's less about tactics and more about spam. Oh, the whole game's always been about spam. Not, 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 not when it started. Like, each character, like, their abilities and their ultimate abilities really affected, like, specific points of a match. Whereas mm. everyone now can just activate their abilities and get nowhere. Yeah. Like, the, the your abilities almost don't really change an outcome of a fight. It's more of, hey, look, if we just all activate our abilities when they activate their abilities, nothing's going to happen. Or if someone's just activate their ability, there's so much spam and healing in between that nothing happens. Yeah. Like, and it's basically, it's a battle of attrition of who can push further with the most spam. Yeah. So one of the biggest, and that's where the dive meta came into it. And the dive meta was pretty much the it meta for fucking the entire thing it didn't go anywhere it didn't do anything like whoever was better at diving whoever was on the attack whoever could stack up the most alts and then just hit them as hard as they can in as little time as possible won to counter this blizzard introduced this character called brigitta and her entire kit was based around you know being anti-dive she was the one singular character who would break the dive meta what Blizzard doesn't account for is that if you stick her in the dive meta, she breaks it beyond repair. So yeah, she's meant to counter the dive meta, and in fact, she's the best diver. Exactly, because what, what her diver. ultimate does, what her ultimate does is in a single area, it gives constantly building uh, armor, it, yeah. gives her, it ups her AoE heals that she does for dealing damage, and it also increases her movement speed. Wow, so, okay. Yeah, and I think it also increases the movement speed of her allies near her. So she pops her ultimate, and then anyone near her just goes on a fucking blitzkrieg push right into the enemy team with constantly stacking armor. And that sounds like, like people a, are just unkillable sh- at that point. I think it's stupidly OP if you use a Reinhardt on that one. No, you pay, you're supposed to pair her with Reinhardt. Oh, there you go. Stupid OPness. Mm. but yeah so your starcraft first person shooter got shut down yep. shut down because of a uh, money because of, oh, yeah because of money i don't know why they shut down the first one but they shut down the second one because money i'm pretty sure there's a um a youtube documentary about uh what was it called again starcraft ghosts yeah there's a Ghost. youtube 
uh, documentary about that specific game. I think it's done by a group called GVAMERs or something like that. They do really good like gaming documentary stuff. So yeah, probably give that a look and uh, see how that rolls. Yeah, I'll definitely be looking at that. So what were you burned by? All right, so you know me. I mm-hmm. am a massive fan when it comes to survival horror. Yep. Massive fan when it comes to survival horror. It's basically how I started off as a gamer. Well, it was through Resident Evil. Mm. So there's a series that is very close and dear to my heart in which it started off amazing. And then once the original development members of this uh, game or the series left, it Mm. went to the shit and still is in the shit. And Mm. this series is Silent Hill. Yeah. And then recently, I won't say recently, but a couple of years ago, Mm. a out of the blue demo, Silent Mm. Hill's PT comes out. Ah, uh, yeah. I know where you're going with this. Yeah, Silent Hill is coming out. Out of the blue, playable teaser. One of the first things I've seen, like, just like a playable teaser. Like, okay. I I think, from like, from my experience, like, one of its kind. I haven't seen a tease, like, usually there's demos. It's like, here's the game and here's what the game's about. Cool. But this didn't have that. This had, hey, look at this game. Play this game. What do you think? And then at the end of the, the thing, Silent Hills. Oh, shit. Mm. Oh, shit. And I'm pretty sure it was released on the store just as PT. Mm. It's a playable teaser. And yeah, when it came out, Silent Hills on the end, fucking everyone and the, everyone in a fucking thousand foot radius was like, oh, shit. Silent Hills is good again. And that's that's what I like to that's what i want to see i want to see the series come back to like f- like come back to something decent again because that series has been a like used and abused so much ever since like the end like four was the sort of shaky ground like yes it is i still like four but that was the first signs of something is going away from what made the series good can't, I can't put my finger on it, but I know mm. something is not right. And then you had fucking Silent Hill Homecoming, Silent Hill Downpour, and they were fucking... Did not like them whatsoever. It's almost like... Because it was passed... I'm pretty sure they were passed off to an American company to make, and that was fucking terrible. And then they came out with Silent Hill Book of Memories which was a dungeon-crawling Silent Hill game made exclusively for the PS Vita that just... It's kind of like... So, like, the director of that game was playing Chinese whispers of what Silent, Hills, Silent Hill was about. And the end result of what they heard is what they made a game about. And it's fucking terrible. In every sense of the word, it's terrible. And then Silent Hill just went quiet. Sure, there were movies and stuff, but people just paid attention to it as what they were and just trash sort of movies. And then Silent Hills PT came out. And I was like, fuck yeah, Silent Hills is coming back. Like, Kojima and uh, Gorilla Do Tomo? I can't can't pronounce his name for the life of me, but... Neither can I. (laughs) That guy 
teaming up to make a Silent Hill game in which psych- it's a psychological horror. It is like, it just like, yeah, it's psychological as well as like a great horror in general. And this is what I wanted to see from a Silent Hills game, a Silent Hill game. And everyone, everyone fucking loved this look at this game. It was one of the most scariest things people have played in an incredibly long time. And then Karnami's like, fuck this shit, shut it down. Ever since there was that whole fiasco between Kojima and Konami, like, shut it down. Yep. To the point where they removed it from the storefront permanently. The only way you can get a copy of that game was if you bought a PS4 with it already installed. And how much do those PS4s go for? Fucking, like, close to a grand. Yeah. But uh, some angel from the heavens above had successfully ported the Silent Hills PT demo to PC. Mm. And when I had a good play of it, it was probably the most authentic uh, experience we're going to get from the actual demo, short of being the actual thing. Because I don't think he's he's programmed in uh, much, like not, not much, but I don't think he's programmed in every little aspect of the game because like to do that you need a much bigger team but the game is like that pt's pc demo seems oh pardon me seems to be the closest thing to an experience of pt we're gonna get outside of actually having a playstation 4 with pt on it and i mean like i love when my franchise come back to life like the things that i do love that have crashed and burned have like mm. risen from the flames like a phoenix for example like resident evil resident evil 7 and resident evil 2 remake like fuck yes give me uh, some of that uh metal gear solid to a degree like metal gear solid coming back like metal gear solid 4 was good interesting but not great and then metal gear solid 5 i incredibly enjoyed mm. and silent hills was like fuck yes like the trifecta of my favorite game series so that's resident evil like i am one game series short of having a trifecta well not trifecta quadfecta so resident evil that's back and alive metal gear solid it's done but it ended with a bang which i'm i'm quite happy about Mm. silent hills uh is one of those series in which fuck i i wish this happened so Silent Hill can be back. And the last one is the Parasite Eve uh, series in which it got shat on so hard. I'm talking... Someone took Parasite Eve out the back with a BB gun and just kept shooting it in the back of the head until there was a big enough hole for someone to fuck it with. Oh... That's how bad the third birthday, which is basic... It is... All right. Third birthday is the sequel to Parasite Eve, but apparently they didn't get the rights to use the term Parasite Eve, but mm-hmm. it's got all the characters from the Parasite Eve thing. Uh, pretty much a sequel to Parasite Eve, and yet they f- fucked the characters and the story of Parasite Eve so badly... 
it has turned people off of actually playing the original games. Oh. And one of my favorite YouTubers right now, Wooly Versus, is playing through the third birthday and just hearing his experience. Just like, it brings back terrible memories from when I played it. And I'm like, wow, this is the most dumbest, stupidest pile of shit I've ever seen. Like, I've never seen such a disrespect to a franchise ever. Not even Silent Hill Requiem was that much of a disrespect to the franchise that Parasite, not Parasite, the third birthday was to Parasite Eve. It's that fucking bad. And just hear him go like, dude, after I finished the game, there was still like another half hour, hour of just yelling. Because it's that fucking terrible. I feel like we need to have a public service thing for our channel and probably play through Parasite Eve because one was fucking amazing. Two was really good. Like, two was one of my favorite, like, in the top three of my favorite PlayStation 1 games ever. Mm. So, like, you have Resident Evil 2, which is my number one game of all time and my number one PlayStation 2 game, uh, PlayStation 1 game. And then we have Metal Gear Solid 1, which is the number, like, number two on my favorite game. And then we have a toss-up between Silent Hill 1 and Parasite Eve 2. Silent Hill 1 is an amazing game and I like Parasite Eve 2 just as much. But there are some, like, really dumb things about each game in which, when I was young, I didn't understand how dumb they were. But as an adult, I I, I don't know which one I prefer <laughs> over my top three spot. So I'd have to show you, like, the Parasite Eve series once I could, like, as probably when I can. Because the third birthday is just so fucking bad to the, to the series. But having like Silent Hill PT being a revival of the series is what got me hope. And then the fact that Konami don't play fair, don't play ball is what made me so upset. It is the most like hyped I've ever felt for a series I care deeply about just to be shut down in front of me. Yep. So that is my disgruntled story of uh, <laughs> the sadness that it is. Dante is still looking for the mouse. Well, at least your disgruntled story kind of like, you know, died and ended in one fell swoop. Not a, not fucking was rumored, then killed, rumored then brought again. back. No, no, no it wasn't again. rumored. It was confirmed it was in oh, the no, way yeah. and it just got shot in the head. It's just apparently like, um, uh, Respawn Entertainment have come out and said, yeah, um, Apex Legends is the reason why Titanfall 3 was cancelled mm. apparently I have to look that up because I heard somewhere that apparently they came out and said yeah Titanfall 3 was in the works but uh yeah Apex Legends happened and that's the end of that so yes that is the I would say the end of our topics tonight and the end of our podcast yep we're bordering on fucking two hours of just talking about shit oh aren't yeah. we the best we so are the yes. greatest quality so, con- two hours of quality content quality so yes uh, once quality. again once again you can check us out on uh, YouTube we are OzPlays at A-U-S space P-L-A-Y-S 
exclamation point. You can find us on YouTube with our, our, our good playthroughs going up there. Where this podcast is pretty much on any, on oh, I wouldn't say any, but it's on like eight or nine different services now, which yeah. is great. So we're definitely getting some traction there. Uh, if you leave us a five star review on iTunes with a uh, comment, there's a good chance you can get that shit read out. Think about maybe opening up an email like for questions and stuff like that but I'll, I'll think about that in the future mm. and yeah you can also check us out on our twitches so monolith rook for alex but rook is spelt with an r double zero k it's just mm-hmm. monolith r double zero k at twitch and yep. then you have my twitch which is leviathan double zero one zero and yeah you can catch us there as well but for now i think that's it for us yep looks like it All right, and we should catch you guys next week. Catch you guys next week.